Why do you build me up? Build me up. Critical bitch just to make me cry. Make me cry. Cause someone might die in the worst of all. Worst of all. And leave a cliffhanger on the <laughs> Hello. Welcome to Unsanctioned New Media Analyzing Series of Killer Episodes and Dramatics. For anyone needing commiseration about stressful turnout, also known as Unmasked Fancast. Yay! Um, this is what I am going to refer to from now on as a mini mask. Uh, Ooh! <laughs> because it is an emergency unmasked uh, based on Shrek Dungeon. Episode forty-four. I'm trying to do like be like like the news broadcasting emergency. Emergency. Yes. <laughs> I would recreate that one sound that happens whenever you get an alert on your cell phones, but it's so horrible that even I don't want to bring that upon other people. Nate, um, put that sound in. <laughs> yeah, we, we have, have an a, editor this time. We, we have, have an, an editor. editor. Yeah, normally it's just you, um, <laughs> just suffer me. suffering alone until it's done. Yes. Um, but this time we have a different person to suffer alone. I mean, hopefully not. It shouldn't be too much suffering. Uh, should except, not be too much suffering. Except that uh, they will be subjected to you and me rambling because it's just, just us today. Just screaming at each other for yeah. God knows how long. I have so many notes. I have so many notes. Arguably, we have um, the, the, the individual whose theory brain goes at high power the most. And then the individual who pretends to be a fan, but as is evidenced by the trivia, <laughs> doesn't actually know anything. So, Oh, no. You guys did great. I had so much fun. Although I did have, I, I had a, a little a bit of like a bad spirited fun in that like I realized watching it that I probably could have answered every single question correctly except for one. You were supposed to be on that, and you would have literally demolished me. I was honestly seriously debating uh, calling in sick to my work <laughs> so I could stream with you guys. I was seriously debating it. I would have been out like like $60 or something. I don't know. Aww. Well, I'm glad um, you saved that $60, and I saved face a little bit. <laughs> uh, and this anyway. is to Nate, to Nate, our editor. You also did great. I, I won't hear it. I won't hear that you did bad. You did great. <laughs> Nate knew every mechanics question. Well, he should. He's dating me. That is um, true. But anyway, so back to Shrek Dungeon. So much, so much happened in this episode. I'm losing my mind. Yeah, I may or may not. Uh, no one can tell have called Lance while I listened to the last about six minutes of the episode so I could yes. listen and scream simultaneously to someone. Yes. You like you tweeted out like a video of yourself freaking out, I think after you heard that the bodies were decoys. Yeah. And like basically like imploring me to call you and then then we like called each other and I got to listen to you react to the final uh twist of this episode. Um, uh, and somehow we're still friends, so I somehow that. we're still friends, and I would say honestly, I think we're better friends after that. Um, <laughs> That's true. I was literally like pacing my apartment, like listening to you. Like 
I mean, that's something I do normally on phone calls. I like to like walk around while I'm on a phone call. But I was just like, I was like doing a bit of a jig. I was so excited. <laughs> that's funny because I was also pacing my house uh, because I was terrified. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but anyway, back to the episode. There are episodes that I feel like there there are two kinds of critical bits episodes. Um. There are the ones where they just sort of like meander around and do whatever mm-hmm. the fuck, and those are usually really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are the info dump episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, because in the meandering episodes, there are normally like setups where they could find things out, but then they don't. Um, and then later, Joel has to like just like barf all the info on them with, it, <laughs> with one NPC usually. But I think, honestly, I think. This episode was a little bit different because they did at the beginning, they had a bit of an info dump NPC. And I think a lot of these things, with the exception of the clouds, were mm-hmm. not things that they could have found out on their own, mm-hmm. um, which was interesting. Interesting to me. Um, I think it's a little bit of a deviation in that, like, this was stuff they could have only gotten from him. Yeah, um, it wasn't. Zach Slaughter. It wasn't a case of. Uh, Joel tries to give them this information and they run in the opposite direction and then finally they are force very scared it to of, them. <laughs> they are very scared of the villains and plots that those villains have, which unfortunately are also the plot of the show. Um, <laughs> and honestly, I don't blame them. I was talking to you about this, but like, I don't blame them for being scared because like the first villain they encounter, like the first actual villain they encounter is Trigus. <laughs> Who blows up a child's head while Jerry is holding him. I um, mean, I would argue that the first villain they encounter was Janky Bear, but... Oh, well, yeah, I guess. I guess serious villain, you could say, was Drake. Super villain, not just, like, bad person. Okay, okay, yeah. As as far as we know, dear sweet Janky doesn't have any powers, so yes, the first super yeah. villain they encounter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So to actually start, I have a bit, because of my notes, I have a bit of a structure laid out for this episode. Yeah. So let's start with the big one. Mm-hmm. Spider Day, or one of the big ones. There's a lot of big ones. Spider Day was a plot by Wallace Chase Dale Jr. to destroy Heavendale to get back at his dad, which, I mean, <sighs> I think this theme is a lot more evident in Seasons. If you, you guys should all go listen to Seasons. It's very good. Mm-hmm. Um where, like, the theme of seasons is kill your parents. <laughs> that has been explicitly stated by Joel. Um, so, I don't know, like, the, the fact that the big bad is someone who's who hates his dad a lot, um, mm-hmm. it seems a little on brand. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, in a good way, in a good way. I think it really, really works. And I think it definitely adds a dimension to things that, like, I don't think you... Because, like, there's, like, the typical motivations of, like, money and power, and those seem to be present in other NPCs, specifically, mm-hmm. like, Zack Slaughter, but, like, wanting to get back at your dad, that's a, that's a real good one. That's a good one, I think. I just love how Spider Day was this extra episode based on this goof just for them to get an <laughs> upper hand on the aforementioned Janky Bear um, my running theory is that really it all comes down to Jenkins. Everything in the whole universe oh. will come down to Officer Jenkins, uh, oh, yeah, indirectly yeah. or directly. But that's a personal opinion that probably uh, no one else has cares to think about. 
but I do. No, I like that. I, I like that. It's um, like a video game where you have to befriend a certain NPC yeah. and there's like small choices you have to make throughout the entire mm-hmm. game that if you don't, if you make the wrong choice even once, like, um, imagine- it, gets to, like, the, it gets to the final scene and it's just like, it's only, it's just Jenkins and he's yeah. got his hand on the button on whether or not everything blows up and like, they have to make sure they do enough side quests to befriend Jenkins so yeah. that way he doesn't press that button. <laughs> Imagine if they hadn't tried to find a way to intimidate Jenkins. They never would have found the box of spiders, come up with the goof about Spider Day. Even going back to if they had never um, gotten influence over Officer Jenkins in their first encounter with him when he barely had a name. And yeah. he hadn't said, you know, oh, by the way, my name's Officer Jenkins. I hate spiders. Um, imagine <laughs> if that goof had never happened. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So much shit. It's really like life, really. If we're going to get deep. That's like life. Like yeah. so many things happen by chance mm. and that end up defining the rest of your mm. life. Anyway. Um, so, but while J. Steele Jr. did not die in Spider Day like he planned to, um, and it is revealed by... Uh, one Zack Slaughter talking to the Fun Bunch that he decided at that point, like it seems like daycare, the acronymed organization, the evil fascist, evil fascist acronym organization, um, already existed to some extent by the time Spider Day happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but then after Spider Day and after Wild Chase Steel Jr. did not die, he decided to expand it. It sounds like. Mm-hmm. Um, and along with that, expanded his big, big bad boy plan to say "fuck you, dad," um, uh, to the quad state area, as Paul so delightfully put it. <laughs> so that's that's something. It uh, says that he had the power of like fifty nukes, which like, huh, hmm, uh, that's worrisome. That's not good. That's yeah. bad. Actually, I would I would go. I'm gonna go out on a limb. I'm gonna go ahead and say that's bad. Yeah. You know. Yeah, you know, I think uh I've I've had a lot of time to think about it and I think uh, <laughs> after pondering it, I would agree with you, Lance. That is probably bad. That's probably not good for anyone to have. I wouldn't trust the fun bunch with that amount of power. And I love them very I much. Could, I could take that amount of power. <laughs> okay. I, I would trust you, Kaylin, but no, that's thanks. probably about it. You know. Thanks. You would use that power wisely. Um perhaps oh, yeah. against like uh space threats. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe the aliens are nice too, though. We haven't. Yeah, talked. you gotta wait. You gotta wait to meet the aliens, and then if it turns out they suck, uh, then you get rid of them. And maybe we can nuke them with the power of fifty nukes. Yes, 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 yes. Surely that will not lead to more aliens. No. <laughs> if Doctor um, Who taught me anything. Yeah, yeah. There's no more aliens, aliens. Are non-suspicious of anyone else. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Um, I had a theory as to what that power Ooh. could be. Ooh, do tell. Um, I think there's potential um, for it to be a combination of other side and another side energy because we learn from the Toms when they when the Toms see um, Alex and Jerry both using other and another side energy, mm-hmm. um, they're like, "Whoa, that's weird." Those typically don't interact well, and that got my brain rolling when I remembered that line. Like, oh. What if that means? What if that's like a like a, a hint at something? Like, what if that's foreshadowing um, of something later, uh, and like potentially like this extreme power that can level four states is just like a combination of other side and another side energy, um, where just like like the Tom said, they don't normally interact well, 
Mm-hmm. And, like, that's an extreme understatement. <laughs> <laughs> do you think, um, do you think Harry, little Wally Jr. over there, uh, <laughs> has allies on the other side? AKA, do you think the, the little tiny, tiny mare boy is in on it? Oh, Tiny Tommy. Tiny Tommy. I don't know. I mean, I guess it wouldn't really matter now because they did depose him. So maybe that coup they did turned out to be a good good idea and a good thing that they did mm-hmm. that. They went into a, a foreign See, country and did it's, a coup. It's all really about those random <laughs> side NPCs. Yeah. <laughs> That's my running theory. <laughs> yeah, it could. I mean, like, I'm trying to think. We don't really actually. It turns out we don't know any characters from another or other side besides Wabe. And Claudio, uh, because it turned out the red, the ruby tiger was a fake, not real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks to Claudio, which there was a hot second when it turned out that like, like, oh no, Tom is still gone. Where's Tom? I thought I was very scared for a minute that like Tom was also a Claudio trick. <laughs> yeah, I knew you were worried about that. I was very worried about that. I was posting a lot of memes about like, hey, hey, Joel, where's where's Tom? Where's Tom, Joel? Uh, <laughs> it turned out he's just in a coma machine, which is also bad. Yeah. But like not as bad as just being fake the whole time. Yeah, not ideal, but not uh, unreal. So. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, speaking of uh, WR machines, fucking I called it. I called it. I called it that um, Kim, and, uh, Kim and Jerry's dad made them, made them together. You did. I feel, I feel like I got that big boy smart brain. I called it. It seems like my theory of uh, Kim's dad wiping Jerry's dad's memory might not be accurate. That would have been so good. That would have been so fucking good. <laughs> Joel like needs to get on correct. our level. He needs to get on our level and just like steal our theories so I can feel smart and right. Um. <laughs> yeah. Uh, disclaimer, Joel, if you ever do steal our good, good theories and use them for your own, just don't tell us that you didn't know before we said it. And yeah, then we'll like, just feel accomplished. Or just like let me revel in it in the meantime. And then like 10 years later, like contact me out of nowhere and be like, hey, actually, I stole all of your theories. 2047, Lance gets a letter in the mail <laughs> ah! that says you were the critical bit all the time. Oh, my God, no. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Also, um, Wallace J. Still Jr. did kill Kim's parents. So. There was, like, a small, tiny part of me hoping that maybe Kim wasn't a crime orphan and that her parents were alive somewhere. I mean, it's a little unclear. That now, is true. If we want to jump forward a little bit. Um, I just remember listening to that part where it was like, yeah, Harry Kill is responsible for your parents' death. My heart sunk into oh. like my feet for poor sweet Kim, whom oh, I love uh, with my all, whole heart. This is, a, this is a Kim loving podcast. We all love Kim here. <sighs> and we, all, we also love the rest of the fun bunch. But in this specific moment. In this specific moment, though. This episode was a big one for Kim. Oh, my God. Yeah. And, um, uh, can I just say, um, yeah. the acting 
of the yes. whole group, but specifically Shannon. Yes. They freaking blew me away. Like, I, I, so I mean, it's no secret. I am very much, uh, I very much identify with Alex like 99% of the time. Yes. Uh, when I listen to Critical Bits, I'm like, oh, that's a real Alex move. It's also something I might have done myself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like being very upset that your otter didn't like a popsicle. Yeah. Or like, um, <laughs> I know this is going back a few episodes, but with um, Benny and Jojo, I <gasps> loved that part. Yes. The disembodied mirror hands were, in fact, one of the best things of this whole gosh darn podcast. But um, <laughs> this episode, like sitting in those emotions with Kim and the way mm. that Shannon was able to convey them, they just did such a good job. And Yeah, the, there was a really amazing contrast, I think, um, that Joel highlighted in a joking way where it's just like, Alex and Jerry feeding their little pets and meanwhile Kim's just sitting there like I know who killed my parents I know who killed my parents I know who killed my parents <laughs> but it was um, it, it was so good god I just needed to shout out Shannon because I was yes oh my god yeah so yeah this was an amazing Kim episode but uh yeah so jumping forward a little bit the bodies in Kim's parents graves are are decoys. They're the same kind of cyborgs that Game Room had, which raises a lot of interesting questions. Namely, one, oh, where, uh, where, 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 where are the uh, real ones, huh? Um, <laughs> hey, uh, hey, Joel. Hey, Joel. <laughs> hey, Joel. Where are the real ones? Hey, Joel, where are the real bodies? Why, why are they decoys? <laughs> Joel, why they gotta be that way, huh? Why, why they gotta be like that, huh? <laughs> why you gotta, um, why you gotta do that to them, huh? Why you gotta be like that, huh? Why, why you got, why you gotta do that, Joel? <laughs> why, why? Okay. Secondly, um, what the fuck? Uh, <laughs> uh, third, um, this does open up a small possibility, at least small in my mind, that they are still alive. Yeah. Yeah. At least in a certain, like, the way I see it, um, I don't think they're alive. I do not think they're alive. Um, mm -hmm. I think they might have been alive when Trig and Dis buried those bodies. There's a chance they might have still been alive at that point, but I mm -hmm. think by now, I think they're probably not. And if they are, I think it's like in a vegetative state hooked up to a WR. Yeah. Uh, uh. <laughs> Shit sucks. That but, sucks. But here's the thing. I genuinely, I, I not, okay, let me, yeah. disclaimer. Mm -hmm. I don't wish death upon anyone or their no. parents. However. No. <laughs> That's a great caveat. That's a great yeah. start to sit. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I love where this is going. I just figured I would say that. But in yes. the context of this story that our little fun bunch is telling, I really like the dynamics of having Alex with her really supportive, loving, kind of ideal parents. And I swear if anything happens to them, I will cause a ruckus. Mm. I, will, I will rumble at dawn with whoever does it. <laughs> This is a promise. I, Kaylin, you promise will go down. Now. 
Yeah, you'll go down to Georgia. I will. <laughs> the Caitlin will go down to Georgia. Caitlin went down to Georgia, and I will go into the middle of downtown and just yell, Joel, I summon you for a rumble until Joel appears. <laughs> he will at some point appear, I'm sure. That's his call. That's his uh, call. That's his, that's his summoning call. Yeah, that's that's what I'm hoping. And um, then uh, I will have a rumble. Anyway, uh, Alex's parents are good. Being this ideal, Jerry's relationship with his parents being this kind of fractured thing, but that's still there. That's kind yeah, of... Yeah, sort of emotionally neglectful yeah. and also regular neglectful. <laughs> yeah, and like kind of healing at some points, but kind of stagnant at others. And um, Jerry yeah. being affected by the actions of his parents... Uh, yeah. is really interesting. And then I really like the dynamic of Kim being a crime orphan and... No parents. Yeah, and being on this discovery of no parents. So although there's a small part of me that has kind of hoped that somehow Kim's parents are alive, I think uh, it would be much more interesting and thematically uh, congruent if Kim is not able to interact with her parents in a meaningful parent-child way. Yeah, yeah. I think in Tom Vault, there was a, a moment where, like, they realized, like, oh, shit, there's an afterlife. And, like, <laughs> Kim jokingly says, that means kind of a lot to me with dead parents. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I kind of, like, yeah, like you said, I kind of, yeah, I kind of want, this is terrible to say, but I kind of would prefer if she never really gets... To really interact with her parents yeah like you said like in a meaningful way just because that feels like really thematically important to her character anyway yeah like the fact that her parents are dead is like like as a real person like if she was a real human person of course i would want her to get to like interact with her parents but like since she's like a fictional character it's like her being an orphan is kind of like integral to her character and i think i'm sure they could find a way to do it mm -hmm. in a like in a like good thematically resonant way mm -hmm. but i think just like having her parents like oh we've been alive this whole time that would suck i wouldn't want that yeah um but that does I bring do up a, th a theory that you threw at me right after mm -hmm. having finished the episode which yeah uh, may or may not have further destroyed me mentally and emotionally but it's fine oh i think if they're alive they're in a vegetative state in the uh in the wr machines was that the one uh no i was thinking <gasps> about the new oh, acronym. Oh, 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 the mother and father one? Yes. Yeah, so I posited that I think potentially what if their consciousnesses are like a part of the mother and father systems? Because it- like What if- Go ahead. It's so obvious, but in the it's, way that you wouldn't think about it, that mother and father are literally someone's mother and father. Yes, although it was stated earlier in the episode, and I'm glad I re-listened to it, mm -hmm. um, so I don't get cut up, caught up on this goof, that mother and father did exist when Kim and uh, Jerry's dads were making the WR units. Those operating systems existed. Now, yes. they might have existed in the same way that daycare has existed mm -hmm. for decades, mm -hmm. in that that was just the name of those operating systems. And then later, <laughs> now, 
they are literally somebody's mother and father because it seems like now they do seem to have a like i want to say like spiritualness to them mm-hmm. in that it seems to be what is like it seems to be part of why jerry's dad is the way he is is the mm-hmm. father system mm-hmm. um which is interesting if you assume that like m- perhaps that uh kim's dad is a part of that as well mm-hmm. um I also gave another very terrible theory to you in this phone call. Oh, no. Um, Lance. Specifically related to the cyborgs. Oh, no. And this is bad. This is a bad thing that I don't want to be true, but my brain gave it to me, and so I had to give it to Kaylin, and now I'm giving it to all of you. Joel, don't Um, take this one, please. Don't take this one, but if you do, it's going to be horrifying. Or maybe Um, that's already what's happening. Maybe that's already what's happened. Maybe this is already true. Um, but I, uh, brought forward the, uh, the idea that, like, you know, we already know that these androids are not androids, they're cyborgs, because they are part human, part robot. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's been explicitly stated that all of these guys have, like, robot parts in them, um, and human parts in them. (laughs) And I said to Kaylin, well, you know, there's a really easy way to make these robots look like Kim's parents, if Kim's parents are already dead. Um, Because, you know, skin is an organ, if you're thinking about, like, what organs they put in these cyborgs. Hey. Hey, Lance? This is Nate from the editing booth. Quick question. What the fuck? I'm very sorry. <laughs> I hate it. I also, I do also hate it, and that would be horrifying, especially if they're still in WR machines. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's. Um, my brain gave that to me, um, and now I'm giving it to all of you. You're welcome. Um, moving on. Um, Kaylin. Yes. Um, I know you had come up with a list of things as well. I don't want to feel like yeah. I'm doing all the talking here. Um, you came well, up with a, a list of things to talk about. Well, uh, part of it stems from we talked in our conversation and something that has been a topic of great debate on the Discord since uh, episode one of Critical Bits was oh. trying to figure out these gosh darn clouds. Oh. And we find out in this episode that the yeah. clouds are being regulated by Matt Glenn's parents powers who are some that are being extracted from them probably from the wr coma bed machines Mm -hmm. and that's what's creating the clouds above heavendale Um, yeah that coupled with um some other ideas that i've had brings me to kaylin's conspiracy corner for this mini episode (laughs) Uh, uh i I would like to call this edition um, Things in Critical Bits I think about regularly, but I'm probably the only person, if not one of the only people. Nate, can we get a separate sting for that segment? Thank you. (laughs) Um, So here's a list of things that I genuinely think about all the time. Like... Like a lot, and many of these are related mm-hmm. to the episode, so some of them are are newer in 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 frame, uh, but yes. not new to my heart in um, mm. s- in ways. Um, so here's just a list of things that I think about regularly. Yes. Uh, 
Do the clouds in Heavendale ever change? Or are they only cumulus clouds? Because in my opinion, cumulus clouds are not the prettiest clouds out of all yeah. the clouds. And so I would be very sad if that's all the clouds that you get. It's stated that it's always overcast. So I don't know if that means cumulus. I think there's like a different kind of cloud that's like a sh- that looks almost like a comforter. I don't think uh-huh. it's a cumulus. See, in my opinion... But it's opinion- like a really like wide and flat cloud. Yeah, in my that opinion, could be totally wrong. In my but, opinion, yeah. cirrus clouds are the best because yes, they look like paintbrush strokes. You can also see the sky with those, and it's stated that it's always overcast. I know, and that's what makes me sad is that they don't ever get to enjoy my favorite cloud, and that that <laughs> I think about that a lot. Aww. <laughs> um, uh, another thing I think about: what's best assistant ever, Kaylin, up to now? I do have some personal vested interest uh, in that. Seeing as it's an NPC that um, Jonah and I literally forced into being. Yes, yes. Um, Joel did not make this character. You made this character. <laughs> Jonah, uh, who the mayor, uh, Jonah, is named after, uh, mm-hmm. and I conspired together. Mostly See, Jonah, they- to be honest. <laughs> I just sat there and flailed about it and hyped him up. Uh, yes. <laughs> we insisted on this NPC's existence. Um but also, I think she currently has one of the most filled out wiki pages on the wiki. Yes. Um, <laughs> maybe because I am a big contributor to the wiki and I spent a lot of energy filling out that particular page. Yeah. Which incidentally needs to be updated because one of oh, the other yeah. things I think about is when will the mayor get his pizza glasses? Because we know now after Spider Day 2, the prequel to Spider Day, that nacho man did in fact give pizza vision glasses to best assistant ever kaylin to give to the mayor which we can assume he does not have or else there'd be pizza all over heavendale we need to get those pizza glasses to the mayor or wait no wait maybe we shouldn't we don't know how evil the mayor is yet we need to figure out (laughs) if jonah jackson is in fact evil or if he's just a big dum-dum um i'm personally leaning towards dum-dum See, I I had a theory that everything was the mayor's fault, but now that we know about Harry, I feel like I just uh, it, like I I was just left of the middle of the bullseye. Yeah, you were like like a couple in like an inch. It was off. the city planner, not the mayor. Ah, mm. you know. Other things I think about. Um, does the hairless yeti like his shoes? I hope he's getting along with them. It seems like you liked it. Yeah, but you know, you can like meet someone and like get along with them for a while, and then later decide you don't like them as much, like once you you both get to know each other. I just hope he likes mm. his shoes still. Yeah. hope it's not a, not a toxic relationship. Yeah. Because <laughs> Hairless Yeti deserves it. He deserves it. <laughs> um, I also think about, did Brantley take File Not Found with him to Mrs. Isitz? And if so, how is he doing? Does he yeah. have any new emotions yet? I know that there are probably bigger things that we should be worried about, like, you know, daycare officers having superpowers now and, and you know, all yeah. of Alex's family being a target <laughs> and the fact that uh, Harry could see Alex when she used her uh... god powers. But but I would prefer to think about File Not Found and how they as a little droid are doing because I miss I miss them. Okay, I can I, I have something that I think about all the time. Go um, ahead. Like, I think we can go with the segment. I'll expand the corner, and you can join me in my corner. Okay, I'm in the corner now. Um, So something I think about all the time 
is something that Joel mentioned offhandedly once in the Discord while he was still in the Discord F and chat. Um, <laughs> uh, but he said that Miss Isaac and spare parts were endgame. Or essentially, that's what he said. I don't think he literally said that, but Ms. Iset and Spare Parts are endgame. Oh, I missed this. Where was I? Yeah, I don't know. I think he might have been asleep. It was pretty late at night, I think. Yeah, that's um, tracks. But I have been obsessed with this since I found out, especially since we've, like, I, I don't think it's really been in the show much because, mm-hmm. like, Spare Parts isn't really in the show much. Mm-hmm. Um, and when... When she is, she's usually interacting with the fun bunch, and so so she's a little more serious. Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently, like she's got a, like a really fucked up sense of humor. <laughs> From what Joel said, like she's the the kind of friend who like will see like roadkill and send you a picture of it while she's just oh. walking around the, down the street. Love without... it. Yeah, love that. Um, and then I think that just like that sort of like dark sense of humor goes so perfectly well with. Miss Isaac's newly revealed interest in uh, <laughs> in horrifying uh, animatronics. I love it. So I think about them all the time. I literally, oh I like gosh. made like a 20, 20 song long or maybe 15 song long uh, playlist for them what <laughs> on if, my Spotify. What if they get together and Final Not Found is their cute, twisted robot child? Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, I love it. Oh, okay, other things oh I think God. about all the time. Um, Crepe Escape. I just think about Crepe Escape a lot. I know there are lots of good, good restaurants that Paul's come up with, but for some reason, Crepe Escape is the one I think about a lot. That's one of the ones I have blocked out of my memory, because I did actually work in an escape room for a while. Oh, um, man. And I could, uh, having worked in an escape room and gotten familiar with other escape rooms, um... A, an, an escape room based on the Great Escape is actually not quite out of the question. <laughs> like, there, just, someone will do that um, if escape so rooms much. ever come back, which I don't think they will after this pandemic. Because um, you do put, like, many people in a room close together. Um. <laughs> uh, another thing I've been thinking about a lot lately, who manages all of these restaurants? Uh, will they be out of a job if the Legion of Commerce is destroyed? Because um, I want to know, like, what's the type of person that would m- be the owner and manager for these restaurants? Like, you know, like what type of Paul person? Byron. <sighs> well, I know that. But I mean, like, <laughs> there can't be infinite Paul Byrons in the Fun Bunch universe. There's just one. <laughs> and he's head of Legion of Commerce. <laughs> but he can't be the, the like on-site manager for all of them. You know what I mean? Like, like, I want to know these people. I want to get to know them and see, like, what about them? Where it's like, yeah, I want to sign up f- to run this restaurant. Anyway. Yeah, like, who, who's the person in charge of a little bird told me? I, w- yeah. I just want to talk. Turn on your turn on your location. I just want to talk. <laughs> I just want to have a conversation, like, get to know you a little bit, see what makes you tick, try and figure out why it is that you decided this was my career path here in Heavendale. That's supposed to be utopia. So obviously, a little bird told me is what I want to do with my life. I don't know. I just want to know these things. Also, um, if you put an air freshener inside of Herbie when he's a car and he transforms back, then he burps. Would it smell like pine forest? In the commission art they got of the mechanics, um, Herbie has a little air freshener as a necklace. Yeah, but okay. But what if it was in him? 
Like you take I mean, the air freshener and you put it in him when he then burp and it smells like trees. <laughs> I think oh, I think it's or you know, or would it just seep out of him still? Like you know, there's that like okay, so you know that I like I feel like it might be like his deodorant at that point. You know? Like it's on yeah. him. Because like when he transforms into a man mm-hmm. uh after being a car and there's people in him, those people just like pop out. Like they're not in him yeah. anymore. But people are bigger than an air freshener. That's why I posit that it could stay inside of him. <laughs> I just think about this idea a lot. And then the last thing that I think about way too much. Uh, what are Jinky and Judy up to right this second? Um, for listeners not in the Discord, I named Adjudicator Judy because Jinky and Judy sound so cute to me. And now that we know that they're best friends and hanging out in Jerry's Mind Palace prison together, um, I just want to know what they're doing right now. Are they talking about Backstreet Boys? Maybe Boys to Men? Those have more than four people in them, but... Maybe they've expanded their topics of conversation. I'm just very invested in anything Jenkins, as we well know on this show. And Jenky and Judy being BFFs together, I just really love it. Yeah, I, I would love it if they expanded to five people bands because then they can get NCR in their in their uh, wow in their li- listening. Listen, Judy <laughs> um, would love NCR. I just feel it. Yes, yes. Judy in particular would really mm-hmm. enjoy it. Absolutely love it. But um, yeah, this has been Kaylin's Conspiracy Corner. Thank you. So back to the episode. It seems like everything goes back to the fun bunch. Mm-hmm. That is explicitly stated. Everything goes back to them. Um, I have a theory mm-hmm. that each of them are an embodiment of one of the sides with Alex as the other side Jerry as another side, and Kim as our side. Wow. Um. Hi, my name is Kaylin. Never once, never once in any of my theorizing did I ever think, wow, maybe Kim just symbolizes the place we're in right now. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the side note to that is I can't fucking wait for Kim to get a little animal companion. <sighs> What's up? Why you sigh? I'm just disappointed in myself at this point. Oh, okay, <laughs> No, it's just like I spend way too much time thinking about this show. It's okay. Um, I do think about other things sometimes. But I've spent so many hours refining my theory on, like, the sides and the fun bunch. And never once did it cross my mind. Oh, Kim's just our side. <laughs> I'm just upset with myself at this point, Lance. You're a far oh, smarter no. theorizer than I am. <laughs> oh no! I just think about things differently. I think that's that's what it is. I just get too caught up on you know random NPCs that never show back up again. It's fine. And you I'm know fine. what? You know what? That's beautiful. Thank you, Lance. <laughs> that's wonderful. Also, it seems like Wallace H. Dale Jr. has been stalking them for at least a couple months. At least. Okay. So here's my here's here's my question. Yeah. Um. Now that it's been released on the main feed, uh, we have episode zero. <gasps> yes, I was just about to get to that. So does Harry know about Elliot? I think he. I think Harry. Harry absolutely knows about Elliot. Is this how they're gonna find about Elliot? Is learning it from the big bad? That sucks. That fucks. That <laughs> <laughs> yes, both. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm yeah. 
Well, it's not. That is very cool and good and would be awesome to listen to. But also, I hate it. But, like, in the yes. way that, like, I hate a lot of things that happen on the show where I'm happy that it's happening that way. I just hate that it's there, you know? Yes, 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 definitely. Um, that's going to fuck up Alex real bad, I think. Oh, man. It's going to yeah. it's gonna mess with all of them because what's Kim going to do? That's going to confirm a lot of fears that Kim has yeah. about them being so powerful. About them being so powerful and also the fact that they could literally erase someone from existence. Talk about abandonment. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, you've been abandoned by reality. <laughs> they abandon you so hard that you don't even You don't exist, exist anymore. <laughs> Yikes. I could see that potentially being like... I don't think this would happen because this doesn't really seem like their style, but I could see that being a thing where, like, that's a moment where Kim almost leaves or does leave. Kim deserves a I'm running away to the other side moment. She does. She does. And I, that might be, like, I'm running away to back to the mechanics yeah. moment. I think Kim deserves <gasps> that. Would that. Be so, that would be so wonderful because then they could have another, like, like a moment with a uh, fucking disruptor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it would be a good, like, adopted parent sort of. Yeah. Dad's Ruptor. Dad's Ruptor. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, that's, I do, I do, I do love their relationship so much. Side note, Mm -hmm. Disruptor Mm -hmm. and Kim, because, like, objectively speaking, he has not been the best parental figure because he literally wasn't there for most of her life. Um, But (laughs) I think now I definitely, like, Specifically, like, there's, like, moments where, like, he was, like, texting Kim in, like, uh, Two Wet Two Pins and um, Intentional, maybe Intentional Murder might have been the other episode, but there was, like, an episode around that area um, where he was texting with Kim, Um, and it just, it actually reminded me of, like, text conversations I've had with my dad. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think that's gonna be, that's gonna be a big fucking moment where, (sighs) when they find out, find out about Elliot. Gosh. Oh my god, what's Miss Isaac gonna What's Miss Isaac gonna do? Oh no. Oh my god. But Moving hey on. But <laughs> hey, that could be when Miss Isaac and Spare Parts get together because Kim Kim runs <laughs> to mechanics, they go chase her down. Miss Isaac comes, oh wow, spare parts. Oh wow, now we have an adopted robot son named File Not Found. <laughs> anyway, that's my new dream. I want I want everyone to know right now. This is my new dream. Yeah, um, Lesbian moms and their their adopted robot son. I just love File Not Found so much. And yes. I want, I want File Not Found to have a happy family. Yes. <laughs> and like spare parts could definitely give him emotions. Right? Yes. All right. Um, this is kind of like a, a, a bit of a jump. But something else I wanted to talk about is the um, theme that it was brought up in the episode of assisted suicide. <laughs> Yikes. And how that keeps being something that they have to do or deal with somebody wanting. No, there's only bring the stage, assister suicide. Um, and how Jerry is very quick to help those people. Um, yeah. And I don't remember if I brought this up to you when we were talking, but I realized while listening to that episode that yes, Jerry, every time they're, with the exception of Herbie, I think, um, every time there's a character who wants to die, Jerry helps kill them. Um, yeah. The, uh, and the 
time that Jerry killed somebody and it wasn't an assisted suicide mm-hmm. was Mara mm-hmm. who looked like him. Lance, I hate what you've done. He literally killed himself. Oh, Lance. Like, he has killed himself in the show. Oh, my gosh. Hi, Talk about welcome it. to our fun teen comedy podcast. And then also in Jerryverse, again, he like had to literally kill himself in order to get out. Like, ego death. Ah. Um, Jerry, you poor and sweet also, boy. And also his powers are self-destructive. Like, majority of his powers are self-destructive. Like, he has to, like... Yeah. Jerry's not okay. Jerry, go to therapy challenge. (laughs) Jerry's not okay. Jerry's not okay. I mean, none of them are okay, but wow, this really puts it out there, doesn't it? Very upsetting. (laughs) Um, I think it's sort of a thing where it's just, like, it seems to be, like, a latent thing about his character like Mm -hmm. i would say he doesn't seem super depressed um but it is definitely something that is there and is a theme for his character is self-destruction for sure um and almost like self-destruction as a cope in order like when he wants to help people he hurts himself a little bit Mm -hmm. and it's like you don't have to do that like you don't have to like hurt yourself to help people and that's something that i've had to deal with in my real life to get uh a little personal is yeah. the idea that like helping people is good, but also you need to keep an eye on your own emotions and mm-hmm. make sure you're not like doing it at the expense of your own mental health, which is something I would love for Jerry to learn. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it seems like definitely like being with Alex and Kim does help him take care of himself more. And it seems like when he's on his own, that side of himself gets brought out more. Mm hmm. The exception being the two assisted suicides that he's done. <laughs> I have one last note, mm-hmm. which is fitting, mm-hmm. uh, because it's the last thing that happens in the episode. And this note is just uh, Trigus with many exclamation points. Trigus shows up. Trigus is back. I know this is a wild, wild uh, jump from our last conversation, but I just like uh, the rest of my notes were very cleanly, like they melded into each other really well. Um, this one is just, I'm very excited to see Trigus, and right, the note before that just happened to be the assisted suicide theme. Um, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Let's take another wild tone shift into Trigus and how excited I am that he's back! <sighs> I'm equal parts ecstatic and utterly terrified. I am, I am just ecstatic. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, I think by now his hand would be better. Um, and it seems like he might have gotten some super drugs to help with the whole kneecap shattering. Um, <laughs> he was standing there, so. Yeah, he was standing and not, like, with crutches. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, no more kneecaps, uh-oh. <laughs> it would be cool if, like, I say cool just, like, because it would be, like, narratively cool. Like, like the idea that, like, he would probably have to deal with, like, chronic pain for the rest of his life. <laughs> because he got his knees blown out. That is true. Um, Trigus is back, y'all. And I'm so fucking excited because I don't think I don't think this has been talked about publicly, except for in the fact that it was talked about in the Discord, like on the public Discord while Joel, Joel was still there. 
But Trigus does have a backstory. Um, a backstory that is very relevant to Kim. Um, aside from the fact that like he was obsessed with her and her powers. Mm-hmm. Um, and seemed to be reporting back to daycare, probably, about them. Um, and po- possibly back to Wallace Dale Jr. Jr. Um, although probably not, because he did say that every time he went to meet with somebody, when they were interrogating him, he said every time he went to like meet with somebody to get orders, like it was like a different person. Mm-hmm. Um, so it probably wasn't. Unless Wallace H. Dale Jr. can just disguise himself like that. Um, which, you know, I wouldn't put it past him. Um, I mean, if but- he's in tune with another side, another side energies. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, tangent. Yeah. Let's focus so- on Trigus. Yeah, the thing that is relevant about Trigus, insofar as how his b- backstory relates to Kim's, is he is also a crime orphan. <sighs> he killed his parents when he was a baby, because his powers manifested when he was still very, very, very little. Um, and he blew them up. <laughs> Kaylin, you still there? <laughs> yeah, I. <laughs> <laughs> I I just I Okay, um so when trig when I first started listening to Critical Bits, I think I don't know how many ep- episodes were already out, but I know I like binge listened to mm. I want to say like the first 8 to 10 episodes. Yes. And every time Trigus was brought up, it brought literal dread and terror to my heart. Oh my god. Yeah. When he showed up in the episode, I, like, I was, like, legitimately, like, scared in my real life. (laughs) Uh, When... Like, I'm very excited now, because I love his character, and I think he's, like, as a character, he's really fucking cool, even if if he's a little, like, nerd uh, in in the actual show. But I I was very excited. I'm very excited to see him, and very scared when it happened. But now I'm just, now I'm just excited. But, like, yeah, like you said, like, every time he showed up before now, I was always fucking terrified. And then there was that moment where they absolutely humiliated him in Bottom Penthouse. And yes. it was like the easiest thing the Fun Bunch had done up to that point was confronting Trigus because they found him in the shower and they just made a fool of him. Yes. And he just like told them, you know, a bunch of stuff and then disappeared. Everything and I was like, he knew. well, if Disruptor finds Trigus first, like I'll be okay because, you know, Dis can talk to Trig, they can have their little bro time, and like maybe Trigus will be in a not as terrifying place. But since I don't know if that has happened yet, I'm still just very scared, and I'm very nervous, and very worried, and I am aware of the fact that Kim just tackled him. Like, Kim was was there, and then and then just tackled him. And I don't know what that's gonna mean for, for him, and he knows that Kim is Heather, and that's worrying to me, because I don't know what he wants to do with Heather, and I don't I don't think he would like mean her worry, but so this is just the thoughts that spiral in my head as I contemplate the fact that the episode literally ends with, "Hey Heather, I tackle him." <laughs> yes. Oh my god, it was so fucking good though. See, I'm here with. I agree with everything you're saying. I'm just having the opposite reaction to it. <laughs> <laughs> I think they did. They got a text from Disruptor in the week that they were gone that like he had found Trigus. Yes. So something happened. Something happened in that week. Well, I don't know if he uh, found him or he had a he knew where he was. They said that I, I'm I'm ninety percent sure that they said that they found him. Also, I really need this mechanics bonus episode to come out for Patreon. I need it now, Joel. You, Joel and Shannon, you said in the episode it should be out by now. Where is it, Joel? I don't. Where is I don't it? Wanna, I don't want to yell at you. 
I don't want to yell either. I'm just very, very upset. But Joel, where's the episode? Where's the episode? <laughs> Joel, Joel, please. Just- I need, I need my boy, B-O-I. I'm a little dyslexic, so I, I think I spelled that right. Yes, you right? did, you did. I need my boy. Where's my boy? Where is the boy, Joel? <laughs> I'm very excited. I also, I don't think I'll get it. But I really do want that, like, we're not so different, you and I, uh, speech from Trigus to Heather. Um, <sighs> or from Trigus to Kim, rather. It would be very good. I do want Trigus to become the, like, creepy murder uncle that, like, <laughs> <laughs> encourages Kim to be a little more villainous. <laughs> I think that would be Don't cool. you want to go ape shit? Aren't you tired of being nice? Don't you want to go ape shit? <laughs> I think that, I think that would be, I think that would be great personally yes yes uh but i have to get over my absolute abject terror every time i hear the name trigus which let me tell you made listening to uh dice girls very difficult because (gasps) oh my god (laughs) trigus and dice girls is the sweetest most wonderful creature yes and i've listened to a little bit of that show i need to i need to actually like sit down and listen to it I'm very behind on dice girls i have not had the (laughs) mental capacity for many podcasts lately but uh, listening to that Trigus and then coming back to Critical Bits and hearing about this Trigus was just whiplash of the, like, worst degree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. They're very different. Very, very different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm so fucking excited for more Trigus content. Mm-hmm. It's like, genuinely, I really love him as a character. And I think it's amazing that, like, we find out who the real big bad is, and then the, at the beginning of the episode, mm-hmm. and then at the end of the episode, the original big bad comes back. Mini big bad. It's full circle. <sighs> it's so good. So fucking good. <sighs> well, I think well, that brings us to the end of our little mini. Yeah, unmasked. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. I think that's it. I think that's all we got. Uh, I want to thank you, the listener, for uh, dealing with uh, our wild ramblings post-episode 44. And I want to thank Nate, our editor, for having to listen to even more of those ramblings. Cutting out the Uh. ramblings that you shouldn't have heard. (laughs) Yeah, 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 that you will never hear. (laughs) Um, Also, shout out to um, Aaron and Amy. Yes! Um... They could not be here today because we had too many emotions and need to get... Well, I had too many emotions and need to get them out someplace in a constructive way. Yeah, um, I just... I did need to scream a little bit. <laughs> um, I, once again, sorry, Nate. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I think Amy's a little, still a little pined and Aaron, I think, was busy. Yeah. So it's just it's just the wild wild cards. It's just the wild cards <laughs> they left, today. They left the off the wall and the spiraling theory ones together. Yes. And that's why this episode is four hours long. Just kidding. Just kidding. I think it's just one hour. Yeah. At least when we're recording. It, it's one hour of recording. Yes. Um, and then I think it's like probably gonna be like 30, 45 minutes. <laughs> In the actual edit, I don't yeah, know. One slant. We'll figure it out. You'll you know because you you downloaded this. Um. <laughs> That's true. Also, what do we want to call this episode? Um, uh, um, episode four. Is this four? I think it's three. Three. 
episode next one. Get Shrek. Get <laughs> 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 That's it. That's it. It's Get Shrek. <laughs> Get Shrek. Oh man, that's very good. Yep. That's very good. Episode this one, Get Shrek. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much. Let's do our little outro then. Yeah. All right. I, I've been Lance and will continue to be Lance. Um, should I promo myself? Do it. Go for it. This is our platform. We can do what we want. Okay. Well, then I have a mini announcement uh, for the listeners of this podcast. Um, I had commissions open for a while and I'm slowly learning that uh, commissions are a little difficult for me to do um, mm-hmm. just because of my... Uh, real life work schedule Mm -hmm. so i have decided that i'm going to be opening up a patreon (gasps) Um, there's going to be a couple like levels and all those fun things that patreons have i don't think it'll be open by the time this goes out but look out for that check out my twitter where there will be announcements on that at bibliophage 413 but yeah that's what that's what i've got going on so look out for that nice if it if it if this is like Two months later, and I still haven't opened it. Um, uh, that's I, either I uh, gave up and decided not to, or I'm still working on it. <laughs> Don't worry, Lance. I will, in the best friend way possible, pester you till you get it up every day. Oh, thank you. I'll message you. Like, Lance, are you working on your Patreon? Lance, that's Patreon. <laughs> well, I've got so many ideas for it. How exciting. Um, my name is Kaylin. Uh, you can f- find me on Twitter at Biggie KK. Um, also, hi, here's my announcement. Um, it was actually relevant to Shrek Dungeon. Um, Joel shouted out a podcast that I will be on. Um, it's called Super Streets. I can find the Twitter for it uh, if you give me a minute because I didn't look this up before. <laughs> if you want to give me money but you don't have an idea of what you want to commission me, I have a Kofi. <laughs> That's another uh, promo. That's just money for me, so I can buy food. Okay, so uh, the podcast I'm going to be on is called uh, Super Streets. You can follow it on Twitter, at Streets Super. And it is another Masks podcast, uh, but the GM who runs it, Maria, we became friends (gasps) through the Critical Bits Discord. Yes! I love Maria. Hi, Maria. (laughs) It's like a Birds of Prey-inspired Masks podcast. We're um, aged up, the characters who are college age, um, and it's an all-female podcast, so it's a lot of fun. Yeah! Um, I am so excited for that. You have no idea. I'm. I just want other people to be able to hear this cool story because it's a really, it's a really cool story that we're telling. I think. Yeah. But this has been unmasked, uh, mini mask, and uh, thanks for listening. All right. Bye, y'all. Get shrek Get shrek <laughs>